Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Wednesday, March 3rd. I'm Nyla Budin. Here's what you need to know today. The dire water situation in Jackson, Mississippi. Plus, changes to how ads track you online. But first, why migrants are fleeing to the U.S. is today's one big thing. Yesterday, President Biden got the latest numbers on migrant children crossing the border by themselves. This year, it's expected to hit a record 117,000 children. That's according to Scoop by Axios political reporter Steph Kite, who's been tracking President Biden's response to the increasing crisis at the border. This influx of child migrants is not the first. Former Presidents Trump and Obama faced similar crises. So we wanted to take a step back and look at why these surges happen. Steph, what's happening now that's forcing migrants to leave their home countries? Yeah, so when it comes to why we're seeing this spike in border crossings right now, there are some more short-term trends. For example, there were two devastating hurricanes in Honduras that left thousands homeless. The pandemic has also had a part in this. There are also longer-term trends that we have to account for, too. For example, we actually usually do see border numbers start to rise around this time of year. And of course, many of these migrants are coming from Central American countries like Honduras and Guatemala and El Salvador. And those places have been known to have ongoing issues with gang violence and poverty and other issues that tend to force migrants to flee those countries and come to the U.S. Steph, is the change in administration part of this also? Do people see the Biden administration being more welcoming? It definitely has an effect. When you talk to people who study migration patterns, they talk about push factors, reasons why people are leaving their country, and pull factors, why they choose a certain country to go to. The Biden administration has signaled that migrants should wait for them to revamp the border processes. They are still using an emergency order to kick out families and adults who cross the border really quickly. But there's still this narrative out there that the Biden administration is going to be softer on immigration than the Trump administration. And so experts I spoke to told me that that will contribute to why and when migrants decide to head to the U.S. I think there were a lot of eyes on former President Trump's immigration policies. And similarly, we're already having a lot of conversations and attention to what President Biden does at the border. How are you thinking about all of this as you continue to report on this issue? You know, I've been thinking a lot about this. The tricky thing about immigration is that it is extremely complicated and nuanced. And the other issue with immigration is it is one of the most partisan and politicized issues out there. So I think people need to, first of all, understand that there are lots of different reasons for why people leave their countries and come to the U.S. And there are a lot of different ways to address that. In some senses, we should be focused on helping these Central American countries get to a place where people feel like they don't have to leave. But there's also something to be said for the U.S. having systems that are prepared to humanely handle surges of migrants who come to our border. Steph Kite covers immigration for Axios. We'll be back in 15 seconds with a firsthand account of the water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, 
all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to Axios Today. Hundreds of thousands of Americans are still without clean drinking water, even though it's been two weeks since the massive ice and winter storm affected most of the country back in February. Texas was hit hard, but so was Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Mississippi. In Jackson, the ice storm caused the city's main water plant to stop working. No water means people are bathing in sinks. It's so dire that one state representative, Ronnie Crudup Jr., who also runs a nonprofit, has taken it upon himself to deliver water to residents. Representative Crudup, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Do you have water at your house? So I have a little bit now that has got to the point where I can start flushing toilets again. But for 12 days, I didn't have any water. What happens when you turn the tap on at your house? So when I turn the tap on in my house, I get a little bit more than trickle. I would say probably about the size of a probably ink pen. And, and this was what, something else that happened because of the ice storm. A lot of people were melting snow and catching them in pails and buckets for about three days while the ice was still going and melting to be able to flush toilets. But then all of a sudden, when the ice left, it's like, what are we going to get now? And so a number of guys who kind of own detail businesses or mobile detail shops, they were putting water in their big containers and taking them to people's house to help flush. Can you tell us what you've been doing to jump in and help in this situation right now in Jackson? I've been working on the ground pretty much since this thing hit. I think like two days when the ice hit, we couldn't drive around. But since then, we've been out delivering water, trying to just try to make sure we take care of our neighbors. So myself and a number of other people around the city kind of made a call out to let's just go to the store to get people just basic water because people don't have water to drink, brush their teeth, all the basic necessity things that we do in life every day. It's just been, you know, stopped. You are a state lawmaker. How are you lobbying the governor or others at the state level to do something about this? You know, I know our local mayor. I've been in contact with him. He's reached out to the governor. And the governor sent out the National Guard and they began to put out the water trucks around the city in different spots around the city. I know at this point, we haven't got off any federal help. So we're waiting on FEMA to get on the ground also right now. So a lot of neighbors and community members have really been helping, stepping up and helping each other during this crisis. Jackson, people know how to survive here. And so we always figure it out some type of way. People here are strong and you know, making the best out of the bad situation, but we're going to get through it together. Ronnie Crudup Jr. is a Democrat in the Mississippi State House. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Take care. Thank you. In other news coming out of Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves yesterday rolled back the state's mask mandate and is now allowing all businesses to operate at full capacity. His announcement came shortly after Texas Governor Greg Abbott also lifted COVID restrictions in his state. As case numbers have stalled, the CDC has warned against states lifting public health restrictions too soon. You know that experience of looking at a pair of shoes online and then having them chase you around the web for the next month? Well, the days of that kind of tracking and following might be coming to an end. Sarah Fisher covers media for Axios, and she's been reporting out this issue. Sarah, we're talking about this because Google is actually 
changing the way it deals with these third-party trackers. Can you give us a smart brevity version of how that works? Yeah, so Google said about a year ago that it was going to phase out cookies, which are trackers that track individuals on the web. Instead, it's going to roll out new technology that doesn't collect any data off of individuals while still hopefully providing them with some sort of a personalized recommendation around advertising. And why it matters, Nyla, is most of our internet has been revolving around cookies for many years now, decades. What do we need to know about this going forward? Going forward, if there's an ad that's following you all around the internet, like something you Google searched and you didn't buy and then it follows you forever, that's going to be an unusual trend. And I think most consumers should be excited about that because that's been an annoying part of the internet experience for a while. But it might mean that just for a little while until we come up with better solutions for how we're going to target ads towards people, some of the ads in your feed might not seem like they make as much sense as they used to. Sarah Fisher is Axios' media reporter. That's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or find me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. And if you haven't yet left us a review, we'd appreciate it if you would. It makes it easier for other people to find our podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.